0: Hi, hello. It is Josh Bow, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com. We are switching things up for the first preseason game of the season for Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Uh, I'm joined by, of course, Kirk Henderson. He wrote the recap, so to give him a break, I will host. So, Kirk, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. That was, uh, you know, it, it ended up being a lot more than I thought we deserved for a, a preseason game. That was really, really fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they gave us way too much. <laughs> it's This is a good problem to have, but they gave us way too much to write about. Uh, yeah. It helps that the Mavericks played every single player and every single player scored. Um, so <laughs> the Mavericks beat the Bucks uh 112-102 uh, in traditional Rick Carl fashion. Uh, for the first preseason game, he basically played uh, in shifts, like hockey, hockey shifts. It was incredible. Right? i think every single substitution was a five-man substitution for the most part. Uh, outside of some fringe here or there maybe changes toward the end of the game but uh yeah it was great to watch uh, of course it's hard to take anything away from the very first preseason game and especially after this really short training camp so you know some guys aren't just not going to be ready yet um but i've got some Uh, takeaways but kirk you just wrote the recap so it's fresh in your mind so what were your kind of initial takeaways or is there anything you could take away from something from a game like this
1: so when as far as the starters are concerned i thought josh richardson looked natural uh and that was really exciting to see in the sense of he just looked very comfortable and fit right in he shot you know three from four from distance which was pretty preposterous um, and that was, that was really nice to see, you know, Luca kind of slept walk through the game and then decided to play a little bit in the second half, which was fun or second quarter, which was nice. Um, the other three starters for the Mavericks look like, but, uh, but it was really nice to see Dwight Powell play. And I don't think he, he was like Dwight Powell, which is, you know, like there's a lot that comes with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. and
1: I'm really pleased that he was a, you know, cause he, he came back in under a year. He hurt himself January 20th. Uh, of this calendar year so the fact that he's playing again on a torn Achilles is really impressive so that was kind of my my as far as the starters go what did you think
0: yeah same for me I think honestly just going into this game other than just you know hey just this will be entertaining to watch it'll just be fun to see the new guys in terms of like real like okay what is can you meaningful meaningfully take from this for me it was just does Dwight Powell look okay? And he looked okay. I mean, I think even Jordan in our Slack was like, if you told me he was rehabbing an Achilles injury, I like if you just told me he Wouldn't was normal, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would know. He was very, he was very quick. Uh, he was very fast off the floor. Um, he had a drive in the first quarter where he took his defender off the dribble from the top of the key and scooted right by him and got to the rim. He, he missed it, but just the fact that he was able to do that. Uh, finished a couple of shots in the, in the pick and roll. Uh, he grabbed six rebounds in 16 minutes. Um We kind of the full Dwight Powell experience. Cause he also got absolutely torched on defense, but that's, you know, that's just part of it. Uh So I was just glad he looked, he looked healthy, uh, as healthy as someone can be considering the circumstances. So honestly, that was my big thing. Like everything else it was just kind of gravy and yeah, Luca looked Bad, but um, I don't. You know, it's the first His shot times.
1: looked good. Yeah, his shot I, did look good. Like the layup stuff looked terrible and looked like you know looked like forty year old man at the YMCA. Yes. But the 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 balance on his shot, he had a couple of distance threes that when he shoots without stepping back, you know, for the last two years has always looked really just uncomfortable. So the fact that he took, I mean, it's three for five from distance and. Two of them stand out in my mind, and that they just look like he was shooting warm-up shots. Real pleasant. It's uh, uh, a terrible way to describe a shot, but like he just looked comfortable. And and when he shoots these catch threes without stepping, it, it's always looked like something that he want. He like he wants to do that added motion, uh, just to kind of get in the rhythm. So I, I don't know. I, that was obviously one game, but but seeing it was fun.
0: Yeah, and otherwise, you know. Can't take too much away uh, from like you know looking at Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr. They just you know uh, Tim just had a bad night shooting. He got a lot of good looks. He just didn't yes. make them. So there's I mean there's nothing much more you can say. It's first preseason game. Let's just carry on and see what see what they look like. Uh, I think you hit all the points for the starters. Of course, the most interesting thing of a preseason game is usually the the bench and the end of the roster guys because they're the ones we we're going to play more and they're the ones we kind of need to learn more about. And we got a good. Decent look at a lot of these guys for the first time. Um, I have some thoughts, but I'll, again, Kirk, I'll kick it to you with the end of the bench guys. I'm guessing you're going to go Nate Hitting. Well,
1: uh, I mean, I think we should work our way down. Let's okay. work our way down from from kind of the second unit to the third unit to the and I can't remember the name of the contract, so I stupidly referred to uh, Exhibit Ten. Yeah, I referred to them as Section Two Thirty, which is definitely <laughs> something in the news right now. I think yeah. to do with like Facebook and online publishing. But my brain is broken, so you know, do with what you will. But the second unit guys, um, I was very, you know, Brunson is, I, I think Brunson's just going to be the guy that I complain about this year. Really looking forward to that. Um, he's he's a solid basketball player. He looked bigger, and that was kind of funny to see because he just, you know, he's always been a stocky guy, and he looked even broader, which was was something, um. Then you, you know you just kind of go through the ranks. Trey Burke really picked up right where he left off. He came yep. out in the third quarter and just cooked. That was that was really something to see. Uh, Maxi Kleba looked as comfortable as I can remember seeing him play in nine or ten months. Uh, he I know it's a different like pressure situation, but he didn't look like that in Orlando. Never once. No. So the, those, I mean, those things are st- standing out of my mind from the second group of guys.
0: Yeah. And he hit Maxi like a, he was three of five from three. I don't, I think he only one of them was one of his makes was from the corner. So he had a, a couple from the top of the key or from above the break that I don't think he would have made in Orlando. Uh, there was one where he, I don't know who gave him the pass, but it was an off target pass where he had it, it bounced and he kind of had to collect it. And then get himself set and shoot from above the break, and he and he drilled it like it was clean make, and it was just like wow, where can that happen more? Like that was that was just great to see. Um, and he was phenomenal. For me, it was really cool to see James Johnson as part of the second unit. Uh, I'm just he's an enigma to me just because he just he played less than 35 games last season. He played like 55 games the season before you know, he kind of fell out of favor in Miami and Miami and Dallas, I feel like are very comparable in terms of like the culture and what they want the organization on the basketball side to stand for. So if he fell out of favor in Miami, it's kind of like, well, how's he going to fare, you know, with Rick and with what the Mavericks want to do. And, you know, really all we had to judge him in recently was just that, that stretch of games with Minnesota before the season suspended. And, it's hard to tell if is that going to be him or is he going to fall back or like, what is it? So to see him in the second unit, I think maybe that is Carlisle tipping his hand that he is going to be a guy to count on coming off the bench. Maybe Uh, of course, you know, didn't, you know, didn't do too much because he only played eight minutes, but made a three pointer had a really gorgeous pass to a cutting Josh Green uh, Mm -hmm. for a layup. And it was a really nice play. He, caught the ball above the three-point line, faked a dribble handoff to one of the guards and drove into the post. You kind of drove into a post up uh, and then as soon as he kind of got settled in the post, immediately found Green streaking to the basket. And really, like, if Johnson can give them something and if Rick, you know, I feel like he's a potential perfect player for Rick in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, what kind of player Rick can utilize and get the most out of, It, It that could be, like, a really fun... don't know if you want to call it bonus but it's just because i just don't know what to expect out of him because of the amount of games he's played but that was fun from the second for me
1: i mean johnson kind of exhibits or uh uh, sorry encapsulates rather every everything about this game in the sense of every person who played more than you know even some of the 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 really end of bench guys look like they could add something so when you get a guy like Johnson, who I don't, you know, I don't in my brain at this moment, I don't consider him part of the rotation. Not because he won't be, just because I don't know what, like, I don't know where to place him. Uh, the Timberwolves guys I talk with say that he finished the season in a good place, that he was playing well for them up in Minnesota. Which you know, if if he's able to kind of, you know, parlay the rest and and whatever else is going on with him into a solid season with Mavericks, where he he can play that sort of X factor role off the bench ball handling from him was really out like I was thrilled at that because you know my bugaboo has has been for years watching these various Mavericks players who cannot dribble dribble you know Dorian Finney-Smith uh Wes Matthews just like when these guys make these sorts of mistakes it drives me crazy and that guy looks comfortable handling the rock right
0: yes he does he like that play I talked to you about earlier like just how smooth he was faking that dribble handoff and going Driving right into, uh, I think he was driving right into Giannis, um, and then able to kind of post him up and then get that uh, immediate pass to Green. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something like that's in his game. That's not something like that's not a shocker, uh, so to speak. Like when he's at his peak, that's what he can do. I think that's the question: is Can the Mavericks get his peak, like get peak Josh James Johnson out of him? So we'll see. But yeah, I agree with you on Burke and uh, Brunson. What do you think of green? I don't
1: take. I want to hear I want to hear you first though. Okay. Okay.
0: I really like his bounciness and I love that he seems to be constantly moving on offense, which is something the Mavericks uh, run into big problems with when it's kind of Luca and four guys standing around watching him. Uh, His and his, uh, eagerness to cut to the basket and move without the ball is going to be really helpful for him on the offensive end as he gets his shot to uh, be NBA ready. Uh, so I, I really like that. He seems like he fits physically. Ooh, he didn't he seem to, yeah. yeah. He did not seem overwhelmed tremendously on defense. Obviously he got caught a couple times because sure. he was guarding Chris Middleton, but just, he felt like he, he belonged. So that was nice. And hell, he's the first round pick, and I know he's the first round pick, so you, it's not it shouldn't be a surprise but Rick and the Mavericks you never know he's <laughs> in that second he was in that second unit, so uh, you know who knows what that means when the when the real games start, but he seems to have some favor with Carlisle and the coaching staff for him to be in that spot as of this moment
1: so this is probably sacrilegious, but I just can't help myself. Josh Green gave me uh are what? God, I just I just had it in my head. What's the player comparison? He gave me absolute Josh Howard vibes, Ooh. and I could not shake it. The the off ball movement, the ranginess of just like the fact that his limbs—you know—Howard was a little leaner, um, but there was just that sort of like big athletic man moving, doing stuff. Uh, his box score wasn't super impressive except for the plus 16 yet. He made a couple of smooth cuts to the basket. And, you know, he, he had a pick and roll with, uh, with Willie Colley Stein in the third quarter that had me like, Oh yes. If this guy gets to play with Luca and play with a real point guard, because Brunson is, is not a point guard. He's a, a six foot one shooting guard. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. So obviously extreme overreaction but he, he just looked like the dude just looked like he belonged and i got some comments on twitter where people were like listing off rookies and a couple of people forgot to mention green because they forgot he was a rookie and and that sort of speaks to me more than more than anything about how the way his game went so
0: yeah definitely um those were the second unit so uh they start what well, funny enough so they start that was the second unit that came in hockey shift in the first half, uh, start the second half, starters are done <laughs> and Milwaukee still played their starters to open the third quarter. So that was kind of funny. And to make it even more hilarious, uh, the Mavericks starting the second half with the bench, a different bench lineup. Uh, they had Willie Colleystein Stein instead said Dwight Powell next to Maxi Kleba. And then uh, it was Brunson and Burke. And then was it, I think it was green again, that started, that started the second half. And they just ran the Bucks starters off the floor. I don't know. I mean, it's first game of preseason, so I'm sure a lot of those guys were checked out. And you know, it's the second half; they're just waiting for the game to get over with. But I mean, it was really fun to watch. I mean, it was just from a pure entertainment standpoint, like regardless of whether like trying to read into it, like is this real or not? Like, who cares? Like, it was just fun. Like, it was it was pretty exciting. Burke hit some really funny shot, like some really good shots. Um, Brunson had had a good run there, and and Colley Stein. Uh, he faked a dribble handoff and then took a pull up elbow jumper that he made. And then he got a rebound and brought it up in transition and shot another mid range jumper, which he missed. So, I mean, really, we got the full Colley Stein experience Uh, and that, and that others, that kind of second, second unit, they looked really good to start the half.
1: I mean, Kali Stein is just great because he pulled some of the crap that we were making fun of him about in a video, and I understand why he wants to try because the dude is just, like, so buttery athletic. There's just a lot going on there. He played hard, which was nice, and I – my brain says I want him to start just because I can't watch Dwight Powell guard uh, Giannis again. Like, that was torture. But I, I just – I like watching him play, which I didn't say that a lot about Kali about Stein, <laughs>
0: Yeah, he set some good, sc- I feel like he set better screens in the nine minutes he played tonight than he did in the entire time uh, when he was with the Mavericks uh, before the season suspended, like legitimately hard screens that made contact, which, because, uh, you know, he can kind of sometimes fall into that that Stops, uh bad habit of just not making c- contact on the screen and just slipping it right away uh, to roll into the paint. So that was fun. Uh, and then I guess we got to get to the third unit. Uh, Kirk, give me all your Nate Hinton takes.
1: I mean, he might, he was the best at all the rookies. I mean, eight points, eight rebounds, four assists and a steal. (laughs) He led the Mavs in rebounding. Like that's (laughs) for Um, he, he's apparently doing post-game audio, which, you know, if you listen to other Mavs podcasts, you're probably going to get that from those guys. Um, just so everybody knows Josh and I could do that. We don't really want to. Um, this is not like we're not newsbreakers, but I will be sure to listen to what Nate has to say later. He's he's gonna make Rick Carlisle think real hard about some stuff as the season goes along. I, you know, Tyrell Terry, I just don't think he's physically gonna be ready this season. Um, he he just looks small, and and Hinton is an older guard. Uh, he plays like a guy who. I mean, I, I know J.J. Bray just retired, but he kind of just plays with like that, that killer instinct Bray used to play with early, early in his career. And I mean, really late in his career, too. And that's just kind of hard to to, you know, duplicate because he has a nose for the ball. He's not really in a but like like that was what uh, a cosmos, you know, Brian Trader told me in our post draft pod where he said, you know, he's he's part of why he slipped is he's not an above the rim guy, which who cares? Like, how did that guy slip? I don't understand this. Like it's gotta be like age and maybe just people not having enough tape on him, but that was really something. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what to make of it other than that was awesome.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the rebound shouldn't even be surprising because what isn't the long adage about, you know, draft prospects is like if there's one thing you can count on translating from college to the NBA, it's rebounding. And he was by far the best rebounding guard he, he's uh, said in he's the country. A like, yeah,
1: period, like guard or otherwise and I might have been it's like geez maybe you're right
0: yeah so like it's not shocking that he got eight rebounds in 15 minutes I thought it was hilarious though that his first basket came off getting an offensive rebound and then someone missed another shot and then he got another offensive rebound and then put it back uh he had nice touch with uh on his passes he had a really good alley-oop to Bobon. he had four assists and one turnover uh so really just a lot to like and i mean he's on a two-way deal so like he's here you know there's not he's not going to be i I can't imagine he was ever in danger of being one of the guys uh on the chopping block but uh it'll be interesting to see like because he can play 50 games this season so we'll see if he can translate this into real nba games if they if the mavericks let him but he's fun he's a lot he's a lot of fun and he like you said he is He's got Carlisle DNA like written all over him like in terms of how to win over Rick's heart. Like He just he checks all, all of those boxes, um, which was cool. Was it see. you? I stole this
1: for the recap, and I'm sorry I should have credited you. But was it you who said that Tyler Bay has arms like a pterodactyl? Yes. I mean, like, yes. Uh, that was some. I don't know what kind of player he was. He's, He's huge. A, he has a weird-looking body type, but in all the yeah. records, Basketball,
0: yeah, it's like his arms are longer than his his torso and legs combined. like yes, um, yes.
1: Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. yes, he's walking and his hands are near his knees, and it's like that shouldn't be possible. Yeah. I, I, I mean that just very toolsy. I, I sound like a draft dork. Um. Carlisle's just got to be like a mad scientist at this point, looking at some of these guys, because we didn't get to see anything different. That's really, you know, it's, it's one game. You get a lot of mix up, a lot of fun stuff going on, but we really only saw the same five guys playing together. And that's where, you know, the fact that these games are just going to be boom, 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 boom during the regular season. I think we're going to see a lot of these guys play whether, you know, Rick wants them to or not. And tonight granted one game, but that was a really fun, uh, kind of deep you know just just presentation for what could be
0: yeah and it's always like even if the pre you know you can't take it away take anything from the preseason like just in terms of the locker room and helping to build chemistry and camaraderie like opening the preseason with a double digit win against the bucks like yes it's preseason all the get all the qualifiers out of the way like that's nice you know like it's like that's good for the guys To feel good about that, it's good for the new guys to gel with the vets because it's a lot easier to make jokes and stuff when you're on the bench when you're up 14 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter than if it's the other way around. Obviously, not saying like anyone should be dour if you're losing a preseason game, but it's just you know it's nice. You know, it's like a nice to have. Like they don't need to win any preseason games for them to have a successful season, but it's just it's just a nice little bonus. And the fact that, like you said, it seemed like everyone that played at least did something positive to help the game. Like Wesu Undu, uh, mm-hmm. who I like, and I know I'm probably kind of on an island with him a little bit, but, you know, he didn't really do too much. He shot a lot. He got five no, shots. He's playing, with, like, he's
1: playing with the wrong lineup for us to yeah. see what he can do.
0: Yeah, but it was funny. I mean, it was funny they got five shots up in 10 minutes. I think I joked <laughs> in Slack <laughs> that you got to get as many shots up when Courtney Lee's breathing down your neck for that final roster spot. But, like, two assists, uh, three assists, two rebounds, and a, he had a really good steal, uh, like a really good hustle play steal uh, at half court uh, that led to him passing, getting a Boba on a layup. Like, that. that's just nice. He's got to, like, kind of, his game's a lot smoother than I anticipated because, obviously, I don't watch a ton of Westwood one Do uh, right. basketball. But when you think about, like, when you think, like, oh, the Mavericks signed a, you know, and end of the rotation, middle rotation, three and D third year forward. Uh, you kind of assume he's going to be kind of Dorian Finney Smithy, just like a standstill shooting threes and then defensive guy, but he's got a little, he's got a little something to his off the dribble game. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look out of place running a pick and roll, which is kind of like, which is kind of nice. I, you know, who knows how, how much he'll play this season. Uh, so pending he makes the roster you know don't expect a lot of west undo pick and rolls this season but just he he has a little bit of a different game than i anticipated because i kind of pegged him uh, into that kind of stereotype of what like a guy his age second round you know wing player would look like you know uh mm-hmm. that was that was you know that was just kind of nice to see but otherwise like i don't know i don't know what else. i mean it was just good to see uh, we- all these guys chip in
1: We should hang out. We we should we should curtail it and probably stop relatively soon because we have they're playing the same team on Monday and then they play another game on Thursday and then real basketball starts. The Mavericks play eleven days.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: Eleven days, which is something else.
0: Um do you have any final thoughts? Or what do I do mean? have final
1: thoughts that aren't Mavericks related, and okay. I've got to say that a lot of the rookies that I've watched play the last two days look really fun. Um, the the ball the third ball brother looked like an outstanding point guard, which was fun. Dan, Desmond Bain was incredible for for uh, our friends in Memphis, which is not going to kill any of us. Uh, I, I promise. <laughs> Um and then I'll I'll have to send you this clip if I didn't send it, but Poku up in up in Oklahoma oh, yeah. City running the pick and roll. I mean, again, their team is just entirely filled with young guys. I don't know what to make of them, but that dude looks like a super freak.
0: Mm. And
1: again, Mavericks are on a different timeline. We shouldn't just pine for for something that, that doesn't matter. But if he turns out to be outstanding and we were right about him being outstanding, that will be a little bit of like sweet vindication about the fact that, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe basketball really is played a certain way now and we need to, to kind of just adapt to that. But, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. Like there's so many, it's just really fun watching how skilled so many basketball players are now these days, because when, you know, I was watching basketball in the two thousands, you would have some, some, just different body types, different guys that were were you know very good at, at how basketball was played. But you just you know big guys who could dribble, who could shoot. Um, uh, it it's fun. I just I really enjoy this when it's like free flowing and things go all over the place. So I don't know. Just wanted to uh, mention that before we get on out of here.
0: Yeah, that I I caught a highlight of that mellow ball behind the back pass, and I was it, like
1: four of those by yeah. the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, the one that we shared the one that just like. I was kind of mystified by how he not only got the right, like he let it right into his hands perfectly and with like the right amount of touch. Like, I don't even think if I was standing in a gym alone with only two people on the floor, I don't like and looking directly at the guy I'm passing to, I could make a pass like that good. Uh, So that was, that was crazy. But yeah, it's fun. This is going to be a fun season. And boy, we're going to be, we're going to be right back right back on here before you know it I know. with all these games so we can this get out great. of here
1: yeah thanks for uh thanks for recording tonight i appreciate it
0: yeah of course so uh again mavericks beat the bucks 112-102 first preseason game recap is up on the site we'll try to get some more uh post-game coverage as well and of course just stick to the site as we cover this crazy condensed schedule that the nba is embarking on again this is josh Bo, kirk henderson from as Moneyball after dark and we will talk to you next time